Hey, what's up, everybody? It's John Gulo, Promoterhead Entertainment, and this is the Promoterhead Entertainment Podcast. To my right, we got Johnny Mac, Boozer, Brian, Anthony, Betty. And we're here to talk about all things Promoterhead and music related in Western Mass, specifically heavy music. Um, we'll be talking about upcoming shows in Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Connecticut. We'll talk, be talking about RPM Fest. We'll have some in-studio per, uh, performances and interviews coming up in the future episodes. But for this one, we're just going to talk about the history of what we've been doing with Promoterhead over the past five years and what we can look forward to in the future. Yeah! <laughs> you get to hear about our lives. <laughs> Isn't this it's- interesting? <laughs> You can tell we're all very good at this. Yeah. <laughs> so Promoterhead has been around since December of 2011. We started booking shows once a month at a place called Silk City, which is now known mm. as JJ's Tavern. Um, since then, we've done over 220 shows at 17 different venues, booking um, rock, punk, and metal, any type of heavy music, and... For a reasonable price, just so people can come out as much as possible and see all this new acts that wouldn't regularly get to the area. So, and now we got Boozer up in Vermont, yeah. the lo- the lost country, yeah. if you will, <laughs> where we used to have a good scene and we're trying to bring it back. But we're doing a bunch of free shows up in Brattleboro at Metropolis for the most part, and we got a few other venues opening up soon. So, awesome venue nice. too, a little tiny place, you know. Probably 20, 30 people, and it feels packed. Oh, it's great. It's amazing. You can crowd surf there and feel like you're at RPM Fest. (laughs) It's really great. And John, J-Mac here, he does some shows down at Cherry Street Station and uh, Shenanigans in Westfield. Assist with the booking in the Western Mass, Connecticut area. Then we got Brian and Anthony over here, who are our hosts for um, this recording, and they were up here at Sonic Titan Two Studios. We should probably mention that. Yeah, huh? yeah. yeah. We just opened a, a recording studio here in Shelburne Falls, and it's, it's uh, beautiful. It's beautiful. Out. Got a, a glorious red room for you to come in and record mm. only the finest tracks. Yeah, we'd like to start doing shows here at some point too, dude. Yeah, we got but, some lighting now too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Wait, oh, did you get lights? Yes. Oh shit. I've had lights for a little while, but I got more lights. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put on some good shows nice, and nice. and. A, you can say anything you want. You can. It's a podcast. You can say fucking ass. shit and sound fuck, system whatever. too. Fuck. It's going to be ridiculous. If this ever Bad does words. make it to like Valley Free Radio or anything like that, I will have to edit all that out. But yeah, that's well. easy enough. Can we just do <laughs> wacky censors or yeah. wacky bleeps or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still like DMX and bark over everything. Oh, 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 <laughs> 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 cool. And Betty's here. Betty works the door for us sometimes at shows. She helps with promotion. And party hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Party hard, Wade. We're going to bring a bunch party of different hard. people here every uh, <laughs> every episode. We'll have different bands in here. Sometimes not all the hosts will be here all at the same time. But you'll see a different crowd every time we have an episode. So, yep. We'll eventually get some uh, in-studio performances going on, too. That's going to be mm. one of our, our big plans for the future. Hopefully for the next episode. Yes, but, indeed. Which yeah. we'll, I don't know if we mentioned it, but we'll be at first. We'll probably be doing monthly episodes. See how it goes. Yep. I'd eventually like to move to biweekly. That would be that would be the goal Ooh. to get one every other week. You know, get out. Uh, what would that be like? Twenty four. Nope, I can't do math. Twenty six episodes a year. Yep. There you go. Math good. Yay! <laughs> What's fifty two divided by two? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Bi monthly. Bi monthly, bi weekly. Oh, bi weekly. Oh. Every other week. Gotcha. Wait, yeah. yeah, every other week, not every other month. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you want to talk about? Oh man, I want to. I want to know more, like more about like what, 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 why, why, why did this? Why did this happen? Why did promoter ha- happen? Like, what was what was your what was your like what was your driving force to to put start putting on shows and doing all that? Basically. um... Silk City used to have like, the occasional metal shows back 2008-9, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little band called Western Massacre, <laughs> who I was buddies with and lived with for a long time. And basically, they, the shows were a hit there, and they wanted to keep doing shows. And 
every show was a Western Massacre show. Every metal show was a Western Massacre show. So we tried to expand upon that a little bit, and I just kind of took it over and ran with it. The first show we ever did there was Zombie Fighter, Lich King, Krakatoa, and The Uncomfortables, and it was a huge hit. Actually packed the place. Silk City was a tiny little venue back then. I think a cap of, like, Maybe sixty people. Yeah, that was when the shows were downstairs. Downstairs, too, right? it was, <laughs> yeah. it was a tiny, <laughs> lot of shit shows were there. Yeah. If you've been there time. now, the upstairs where the shows now was just like an empty room with like pool tables. Yeah, really and oh, I about over that. to the left from like the front entrance is where the stage was. So yep. you had an entire Whoa. band crammed into that corner. We actually had to make like. <laughs> Was, the stage was so small, we had to make stage extensions, like just out of plywood, and I spray painted Silk City Music, Rock, Punk, and Metal on it, and <laughs> brought them out for every single show, just because you have an extra, like, three feet to stand on. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I just started doing shows because basically nobody else was doing it, nobody else was mm-hmm. booking the bands that I wanted to see, and the shows that were getting booked were all the same bands every weekend, the same four or five metal bands playing together at the same venue, and... You know, it got boring. So ever since then, I've kind of stuck with the outlook of having cheap shows, two locals, two out-of-town acts, give or take, and just trying to bring new music to the area. How did you get hooked up with uh, Silk City in the first place? Through Western Massacre. Okay. I mean, uh, they were, their shows were, they were huge shows. I mean, they would bring out tons and tons of people every time they played there, and we said, well, if one band can do this, let's try not doing it with them. You know, we already got people that want to come out and see metal. Let's try it with some other people. So some of the biggest shows we ever had there was with Western Massacre. So I owe a lot to what I do now to them. There was a there was a New Year. It was either New Year's Eve or like close to it. Maybe like two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. It was uh, uh, Western Massacre. Uh, 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 oh, uh, Wrenchneck. Wrenchneck. Spoken Like a True Hero. Yes, and that show. Krakatoa. That was actually... That the, show was huge. That was a big... We had to shut, the, to shut down the door. Um, We were beyond capacity. There was a line waiting to get in. Oh, man. By far mm. the biggest show we've done there. Yeah, I, could, I remember that was like before they made all the changes to the upstairs and you couldn't move. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, I was trying to walk through the upstairs to get, get to the bar and like couldn't. Yeah. <clears throat> Seen that place go through a lot of changes and... What it is now with JJ's Tavern on the 13th floor is by far the best, and every time we go in there, it's better and better. Yeah, and now, like, five years later, you're actually the uh, the, the the general or the manager uh, uh, for the booking 13th, manager, booking yes. manager for yes. the 13th floor. There you yeah. go. So we're doing a lot more stuff there besides just rock, punk, and metal and promoter head stuff. So if you're ever in the area, 99 Main Street, Florence, Mass., <laughs> JJ's Tavern, 13th floor, check it out. You know, every time I've been there, I've driven a different way. and i'm not sure how well i mean just kind of is there amongst all the routes (laughs) i always get off exit was it 18 the one like the first northampton one yeah yeah. and then take the right at the light and then kind of take those back roads to cut over to florida i'm I'm coming north so from north so i I mean i am too i hit hit that northampton exit and sometimes i take that right at that first light sometimes i just fly through northampton i I have no (laughs) idea what i'm doing (laughs) i'm a hillbilly what do you want (laughs) 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 the first of many (laughs) yeah so um after after booking at silk city for a couple years we started moving out and checking out other venues um we're at the Waterfront Tavern sporadically over the past few years. Cherry Street Station. Uh, what else have we done? The Tank in Agawam. Shenanigans in Westfield. The Rec Room in Peterborough, New Hampshire. The Metro up in Brattleboro. RPM Fest, of course, in Greenfield. Yeah. <laughs> which we'll be talking more about RPM Fest in the coming months. Maybe even next episode we'll announce some bands. <laughs> yeah. Details will be... You did a few shows at uh, Sammy's too, right? Up in uh, Revere. I've done one or two shows there. I think we did the, we did an RPM fundraiser there. That's actually, right. mm-hmm. yeah, yep. didn't make any money. Nobody came out. But <laughs> it was still, we tried to raise. It, funds. Was, a, it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to play a song? Should we play a song? Want to play a tune real quick? Yeah, play what, a do, song. what do you got? Yeah. Let's see. Drum roll, please. No. Want to do some Krakatoa? <laughs> yeah, why? Not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Denatured from Krakatoa.
from Krakatoa, the band Brian and myself are in, yeah. now known as God Eater. We don't play any of those songs anymore, but no. we, we, should. Only, we should. We've only played that song like, what, like two or three times? Yeah. I well, barely remember it. <laughs> they'll come you back should. once we get this album done. You yeah. should play it more. We will. I do like that song mm-hmm. a lot. It kicks into the, that, uh, the, that riff. That chuggy yeah, part. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Some good stuff. Cool. Well, um, I think John and John, we have a couch of John right now. Uh, yeah, we forgot to mention that. <laughs> the John we gotta, couch. We got to go by nicknames here because we have three Johns on mm. one couch. <laughs> that sounds like a bad porno. <laughs> <laughs> three Johns, one couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I, actually why I brought room. you guys here today. <laughs> oh, uh. God. What was the term? John West John? John West John. <laughs> yes, I changed my name as well. I'm also a John now. Yeah, but uh, either 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 of the other Johns, you guys want to talk about how you got into this and uh, this weird metal scene of of ridiculousness? I mean, I just kind of started going to slash playing promoter head shows. Um, basically, I had um, I am cousins with Brett Miller from currently in God Eater, also in Ocean of Storms, formerly known as Titanus. I guess kind of my introduction to. Uh, John Gulo over here was actually uh, Titanus's other guitar player, Nico, who n- no one's heard from him in a while. <laughs> it's a weird situation, but basically, I think the way he got hooked up with Promoter is because he was friends with uh, Dave Gein, who was in Black Pyramid for a while, uh, okay. who got hooked up with a show. He, he hooked Titanus up with their first two shows. One was at Ralph's, one was out Silk City, and eventually... Uh, Nico got me introduced to Gulo, and Thunderford started getting booked, and that was, I was lo- that was a long time. That was Silk City, right? Yeah, yeah. the the first Thunderford, the first Titanus show was at Silk City. Yep. Uh, we didn't get in there until it was already JJ's, but um, yeah, yep. I basically just started playing shows whenever I was bored on a Friday night. I was like, yeah, I'll go up and do this. So, <laughs> and I remember <laughs> when um. When I first heard about Titanus and Thunderforge, 
um, because for the longest time there was nothing but um, metalcore and hardcore bands mm-hmm. in the area, nothing but like breakdowns and harsh vocals. And then we have an atmospheric doom band and a fucking power metal band from Western <laughs> Mass. And <it> just, <laughs> I, I mean, that was a year or two in the booking shows, and I just didn't know about these bands. Have them come out of nowhere like that. I was very, very excited. And I mean, at that time, the, we had only played our first show like a few months prior. Oh, I didn't um, even know that. So it was. We we were around for like a year, like trying to record an EP, which finally came out this year with a completely different drummer and completely different recordings and everything. But (laughs) yeah, and uh, basically, I asked John to be involved with Promoterhead, um, just because I was I had too much going on. I needed somebody Mm -hmm. else, you know. I I had too many shows booked and not being able to be in two places at once. So he's been a great addition. Mm -hmm. He's very dedicated and. Stoked to have him. I've taken over a few shows myself. Uh, one of them went well. One of them was not as good, but <laughs> it happens. Turnout-wise. Yeah. You you had a weekend recently that you had four shows in a row, right? Like, yeah. Like, like, it was like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, that was the first time we've done that in a while. Um, all different <laughs> venues. Uh, let's see. We did the Tavern at the A up in Pittsfield. We did... The Metro, that was Metropolis, yeah, yeah, at Friday, right? Yep. And then Saturday, where the hell was I? <laughs> <laughs> was wasn't Saturday the Metro? Was that was that the yeah. first weekend this month? Because Friday, no, I fucked that up. Thursday I was at JJ's, thirteenth floor. Friday I was in Pittsfield. Saturday, oh, Saturday, yeah, that was the Metro. off day. And then yeah. Sunday we had the free metal showcase at the Arch Block oh, in Greenfield. Yeah, that's right. Which was an awesome time. That was a good time. That was really cool. Very cool venue. Hoping to get some more stuff booked up there soon. I'm glad that there's something finally happening in Greenfield again. Because after like uh, Winterland and Easy Street kind of bit the dust within like six months of each other, I I, I live in Greenfield and there has been nothing going on there until recently. Easy Street was my whole introduction to like the local metal scene. Like I never went to Pearl Street. A lot of people went to Pearl Street back in the day and that was their thing. But I never, I was never around for that so i used to go to the metal olympics up at easy street and got introduced to so many bands like my missing half who it feels like i've known those guys for like a decade you know yeah, they've been but, around forever i know yeah <laughs> uh, tons of tons of awesome bands came through there um yeah i mean it sucks that that place closed but it's nice to have a metal friendly venue back in the area so. true yeah although i have to say the uh the root cellar there they don't they don't do metal shows but they seem to do doing pretty well booking like four nights a week down mm. there uh you know the same place where easy street used to be oh yeah. really really? yeah there's actually yeah there's actually like a club down there now i didn't i did some open mic nights and uh lots of like reggae hip-hop shows and i've heard that name cool but i didn't know that's where it was yep so. same that's spot cool. awesome. right, in, right under uh, mesa verde there cool yeah so Very they cool. seem to be doing pretty well but yeah arts box is so fucking cool like yeah that place rules i can't believe mm. that, that there's like four stories there it just and then the basement too. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. There should be some pretty big shows coming coming there soon. We'll, Indeed, we'll announce those at a later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, John number three. Oh me, yeah, that's me. Talk about Brattle Bro, yeah. So I'm we're doing like how we got started and all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. I got started back uh, after my first bands. We were booking in Brattle Bro, and that was back when there was still a relatively solid scene in the Greenfield and Brattle Bro area, and between the two. We were doing shows at uh, teen centers between the towns, even though people that were in their mid-20s were going to the shows. <laughs> we're still doing teen center shows because we're all 14, 15 at the time. But uh, things kind of died down for a long time. And then I started my band Jeopardy. And I talked to a buddy of mine who owns Metropolis in Brattleboro. And I was like, hey, I need a place in town for my band to play. Can I do a show here? He goes, yeah. Okay. We packed the place the first night to capacity. <laughs> They were turning people away at the door. Nice. And I was like, okay, this is weird. I guess I'll do another one. (laughs) Okay. So I did another four or five shows after that. And I started getting offers from bands that I couldn't afford because this all came out of my pocket. 300 bucks will come play. I'm like, you don't realize that Metropolis is this little closet bar. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's no, there's like a minimal stage. You can barely fit a five piece on it. Mm. And it's, Honestly, the, for lack of a better term, it spiraled out of control. <laughs> so now here I am. I talked to John one night. He uh, asked me for a date. Uh, that was asked me for a date. Yes. Oh. 
But uh, that was the <laughs> December 3rd show, but you asked me about that in like September, didn't you? Probably. I yeah, mean. something like way far in advance. And then we kind of brought it up to each other like, hey, like I'm doing all this shit. Let's join forces. Yeah. So yeah. here I am. It started as booking for my own band and again, out of control. I mean, <laughs> Promoter Head was pretty much just me until last year, maybe a year and a half ago when I just was overwhelmed. I need to bring more people in. I had Brian involved with more stuff. I mean, me and Brian have worked together for RPM Fest and other shows. He does sound for me quite often. And I just need more people. So bringing in the two Johns has been a great addition. You know, they're both dedicated to quality and that's what i look for for promoter head stuff i just i don't want generic bands i don't want the same stuff over and over i don't want you know just repeats i want new stuff and they go out and they find bands that i've never heard of and stuff that i honestly probably wouldn't even listen to half the time but it's cool seeing getting these different acts out to the area all the time so i was like rpm is where i actually met you for the first time it was that first year um it was, uh, I believe, Pathogenic played that year. Yep. And yeah. uh, I played in a band with Dan Leahy many years before that, and I saw his band playing. I was like, oh, my God, what is this place? There's a <laughs> festival in Greenfield? This can't happen. <laughs> sure like enough, he said that. <laughs> so here we are. That's funny. I didn't know you played in a band with Dan Leahy. What's that? I didn't know you played in a band with Dan Leahy. That's oh, I fun. did. It was a long time ago. We played in a band called Burns the Earth because it was trendy to call bands by things Burp like that. Exactly. We played uh, what I can only describe as modern grindcore, you know, chug, 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 wah, 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 kind of thing. Yeah. It's funny. That's how I actually, I met all the pathogenic guys. Uh, they all went to UMass Lowell yeah. with, with, as did I. So that's how I met those guys. Yeah, Leahy, we would, uh, you know, take the Volvo out, or the, he had the Jeep, but our drummer had the Volvo. We'd go up to this top of this mountain in Vernon, in Vermont, and we would go into this deep, dark basement, flip on one light, and it was this bright, soundproofed room. Nice. And <laughs> so it began. And then Leahy went on to, again, Lowell, yep. found Pathogenic, and the rest is history for yeah. him. My, uh, my, one of my roommates at school is actually their original lead singer. Oh yeah, the guy who did all the clean vocals on like the first first stuff that first album they oh, put yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, that was my college roommate. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's funny. Small world. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, two, three. No, that was two. That two? was two. <laughs> no, there was another one. Yeah. Huh? Ah, yeah, fuck it. That's four. <laughs> <laughs> Studio? studio, yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> talk studio. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk studio here. Talk a little studio. Yeah. yeah. So why why are we here? Like, what the what the hell are we doing? Well, so <laughs> Genesis is with you because <clears throat> back in what was it August? It was, it was around August, July yeah, or something. August you, or so. Actually, yeah. it was like right before. Our, it was like two weeks before RPM happened. Yeah, because I remember I went on vacation to California at the beginning of August. And I I saw your post and I was like, oh, maybe when I get back, I'll I'll, I'll hit them up. But yeah. I, I just assumed like. Somebody else is going to jump on this, and I'm, I'm oh, going to be man. too late. And so I waited for too long, and then I finally was just like, "All right, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to hit him up." And then you're just like, "Yeah, let's I'm do like, it." I'm like, "Oh God, yes, the, thank you, please." Yeah. So uh, I was running a recording studio uh, out of my basement in Greenfield for the past oh God, how God knows how long, uh, eight years or so. And then um, yeah, this space opened up. I knew the guy who. I knew the guys who were in here before, as well as the guy who's renting it to me, and I happened to see a Facebook post that they were moving out and uh, looking for a new tenant, and got in touch, and we are now in Sonic Titan Studios. Yeah, cleaned it's it up real nice, too. Pretty, still pretty surreal, like, being here, like, yeah. oh my god, we own this, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. We, I, I've only sort of recently gotten a little more used to it yeah. now that I've I've come in a couple more times but yeah it, it's crazy especially it's, just like directing people because I, I went to uh, my school my old high school's alumni day and they were like oh hey you opened up a studio right and I was like oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I did yeah. it's it's pretty crazy having yeah. business cards and a full website which by the way you yeah. did an amazing job on thank you <laughs> it looks great yeah sonictitanstudios.com you can check it out and we're uh Come record here. We'll do. We'll record your podcast or your band or do a video shoot for you. Or are you working with anybody right now? Uh, yeah, actually working on the new Lich King album, which is coming along slowly, but but eventually. <laughs> you just dropped a video for uh, one yes. of those tracks. Right? Yeah, Ooh, actually, yeah. yeah, that was even the, that was even the demo version of the track. And we that we've had that we've had that done for uh, we've had the demo track done for about two years, and the video was 
uh, basically done for the last year and a half. We just had to do a little bit of re-editing and, uh, you know, wait for a good time to put it out. So our plan was to put it out for Christmas last year, but it wasn't quite done in time. So we just saved it for a whole year. It was a good time. It came out very well. Yeah. That was a blast of a day. Oh, my God. That was (laughs) was such a fucking fun show, show too. I had about 30 people bother me about that video because I'm in it for all of half a second. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's a really good shot of Terrence in slow yes. motion. Yes. Oh, oh, my God, the eye beast. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, it's it's the my favorite thing about that video is just seeing so many fucking people I know in it that just just headbanging and moshing like it's it's so much fun. I forgot about the Dan Hammer subplot. Yeah. <laughs> we that was originally a lot longer and like there was an entire like minute intro to the video. I thought so, yeah. Uh-huh. We took it out cuz it just didn't work out right. Like the dialogue was kind of shaky and you know, we we decided just to, you know, stick with the short and sweet video and kick right into it, you know. Perfect. Yeah. That was a good time. That was a really I was good. at the waterfront too. Yeah. Mm. It's like one of the one of the last shows you did at the water. No, you did more after that, right? I did a couple more, but no. <clears throat> that was a, that was a blast. We were there for like what? Oh my god! Fourteen. I hours think we rolled in at ten in the morning and got out at four in the morning. Oh, Something geez. fucking ridiculous yeah, it was, like that. It was crazy. Uh, I mean, they, the show went to about one, and then we had we brought in our entire own sound system and lighting system, and it was so much shit. It was way too much shit. Definitely. <laughs> It was, it was definitely good. the best show I've ever seen at the waterfront, so <laughs> there's been a lot of bad shows there. Uh, so. Yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, what do they do? Are they booking shows now? Like what are they They still do stuff. They're just not real I mean, that venue is known for the like last decade decade or so, like as a like a like chug mostly, a chug a core venue. Lots mm. of lots of hardcore metalcore and like there were I mean like there was a show that like Madball and Municipal Municipal Waste played there a couple years ago. Yeah, during, during RPM. During yeah. RPM. Yeah. Yeah. God. <laughs> Yeah, and that that was, I heard that show had like 500 people or something. I mean, the DRI show, I went there a couple That's years. Right. I think that was a show John True did. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that was fucking packed. Yeah. It was unreal. And then, uh, you know, like I've, I've seen like Acacia Strain. Like I've seen a video shoot they did. They did like a live DVD there or something ridiculous. Uh, they, they do a lot of hardcore shows there and like a lot of shows with bands I honestly never heard of on like a Tuesday night and I see pictures from it and it's fucking packed so yeah. they're doing their own thing they do it and they do it well so. but I don't <laughs> think they're doing a lot of that anymore I mean it, was, it used to be Mass Concerts doing it right like yeah Scott it was like Lee was Scott Lee, but then he moved out west that's right. so that's yeah. that, yeah. well there's a whole management change there so I don't really know what's yeah. going on but yeah. I haven't actually been there in a while are they, are they put they're just are they just are they booking like lighter stuff now like they do a lot of cover bands and, okay I mean, I mean you know mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. It's uh, the guy, the uh, the Max Cap guy that owns yeah. that now. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And Does they, he technically own that? I think he's just managing it or something. I don't know. I don't it's know, weird. actually. Yeah. But I think, like, shame. the last, like, heavy show was, like, Rockin' on the River or something. That's not, I mean, I've seen them. They still have the hardcore shows come through. Like, Power Trip played there not too long ago. And Power oh, Trip, really? They, with, a bunch of, with a bunch of hardcore bands. Oh, like, I they, didn't know Power Trip played. I would have gone to see that. They came through <laughs> at least, like, three times to the waterfront in the last few years, but it's all on the hardcore lineup. That's weird. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you guys wanna you wanna hear another track? Sure. Uh, How about uh twelve feet under from Epicenter? Sweet. Ooh. Ooh. I recorded this. <laughs> <laughs>
we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Motorhead Podcast Sweet at Sonic Titan Studio. Yeah. If we didn't mention already, you can uh, subscribe to this podcast at podcast.promoterhead666.com. Uh, or at least that link should be working by the time you hear this. We yeah. can only hope. You can subscribe on <laughs> iTunes and it will show up on your phone every time you have a new episode. And uh, yeah. Do it. Yeah. Do it better. All right. So what the hell were we talking about? <laughs> uh, I was talking about, um, I mean, I don't know when you guys got started for the most part in actually going to shows because I went when I was still under 10. I was going to shows, uh, got into heavy music. When I got my first Metallica CD at age five, I got Master of Puppets kind oh, of thing. Man. So uh, for, for example, I saw Shadows Fall at the Teen Center in Brattleboro around the new millennium before Whoa. they released their first CD mm. kind of thing. Shit. So um, th- there was a huge scene, especially in Western Mass, but also it stretched up to Brattleboro and up to parts of New Hampshire. Um, I mean, I don't want to knock on hardcore too bad, but that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the downfall of uh, local music in Brattleboro, at least. Well, uh, it spread down to Massachusetts, too. Yeah. 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 And it's really unfortunate because the music's not even that bad, in my opinion. Uh, but some of the people involved with it can take things too far. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they took that too far to the extreme in Brattleboro. So we had a place called The Common Ground on Elliott Street. Uh, they were hard up for money, so they started doing shows there, heavier shows. And because they didn't know, they don't know the subgenres of heavy music kind oh, no. of thing. So they get the hardcore bands in. Um, the last show that was played there, they destroyed an entire wall. And wow. threw the toilet off of the third floor. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, and that sucks, but that's kind of awesome. It was, it, was, it was a combination. Yeah, for oh, sure. Man. It was a combination, but the problem is that every venue in town that even considered having shows like that yep. just bailed on it. Yep. Yeah. And it was stagnant in town for, Jesus, eight, nine years at least. And it just effectively killed it off. Dude, I, I can't. I I remember so many venues that I've played or have heard about just shut down because of that shit constantly. Like, like there was the, the remember the Mercy House in Amherst. I never went there. No, oh, see, I I played a couple shows there. Cool spot. Always heard about it. And, and I, then cantinas. I think like cantinas. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I never yeah. got to go there either. I think the Mercy House got shut down because it was a church and like like somebody threw shit all over the bathroom. Like literal shit, like no shit, like uh, well, I mean, feces. I believe it. Does it like the Unitarian place or whatever do shows there from time to time? It's, yeah, I don't know anything. I don't know who books that. It wasn't the college that, that was booking that's, that. That's or? a college thing. You played that show. Or we were you? supposed to play a show, but I think we had to like bail because we had like a conflict or something. But I know Carnivores played there. A Goblet bunch. too. I party uh-huh. in Goblet's van that parking lot. Hell <laughs> yeah. But uh, and then like Lich King, one of our like. You know, f- the first year we were a band, we played some, you know, VFW in Central Mass, and that was, like, the first metal show they put on there, and then that was the last metal show they put on there, because somebody punched a hole in the wall. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and- the, the last band, like, the, the last band that played, everybody's just like, all right, they're, you're, you're going to... Lich King was supposed to play last, and then they said, you're going to want to play second to last, because the last band's going to get the show shut down, and then go figure first song in, giant fight, like, you know... Yeah, it's like uh, I saw the Acacia Strain at the Shea Theater in Turner's Falls. Oh, really? Uh, what the that was the was Valentine's that? Day Massacre. That must have been 2004, probably. Um, we went there. I forget who else was playing at this point, but that was the first time I was introduced to the Acacia Strain. Uh, my friend Jack Strong was playing bass for him. Oh, you know Jack, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I remember just waiting. like you know, It was a generic hardcore metalcore kind of show from that era, so mm. to speak. And... Acacia Strain came on, and everyone started picking up chairs and throwing them across oh, the room. Jesus Christ. Like, just beating the shit out of each other, and me and my buddy Marcel were sitting up, way up, and just watching, like, <laughs> yep, we're, yep, okay. <laughs> Should probably drive home soon, yeah? Yep, okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I, it's one thing I never understood was the destruction of venues, because you can move around and have fun, beat the crap out of each other even, but... You don't disrespect the venue. You don't shit where you eat. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what? what? Or just picking a fight with anybody in the crowd, too. Because I was actually at uh, Poor Pathogenic. They were playing a show back in like May or June, oh, I this, think. That's the one in New Hampshire? Yeah, in Nashua. I, I was there for that show with my friend Zach. And we, we were just psyched to come out and check out Pathogenic at this smaller place. And they were just on fire, killing it. 
And then in the last song, in the last breakdown, this one dude had to go flailing across the room <laughs> and hit the wrong dude, and the whole place turned into chaos. You got like thrown into a bunch of merch tables. Show got shut down. Cops showed up. We went to Friendly, so it was all good. But <laughs> <laughs> got a couple of ice creams because we're super hardcore. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's just like, why, why do that? What goes through your head? Like, I'm, I'm, and he was, it wasn't like, the whole crowd was into it too. It was one dude who flew across the room and decided to hit some guy, and then the whole place just erupted. I so mean, it kind of comes with the territory. I mean, Silk City back in the day was a <laughs> it was a fucking wild west. I mean, <laughs> my roommate Alan is, was banned from Silk City for years. <laughs> He Years. broke the front glass door and bought them a new door. Like that <laughs> happened twice. Oh god! Yeah, a lot of shit happened at Silk City back in the day. Like, it, I mean, I, I'm, I'm amazed that I'm still allowed to work with these people. <laughs> over it, but, um, it comes with the territory. As long as people are respectful and you know have respect for the people putting on the show and the venue and the people working, you know. They have a good time, you know. We don't yeah. we don't get a lot of that anymore, honestly. I don't have a I don't even have a lot of moshing at my shows too much anymore. Yeah. It's a rare thing, if anything, which is Yeah. I don't know if that's good or not, but <laughs> well kind of on the other side of things, um there's a place that's been under construction for the better part of a year in Brattleboro. It's the Stone Church. It was an actual uh, Baptist church yep. that got struck by lightning of all things <laughs> and they shut down and the person who bought the property is turning it into a music venue slash event arena. Sweet. But um we managed to get onto a show there, uh I believe that was August, I wanna say, that um during construction, so the place isn't done yet. And uh, the other side of it being is that during our set, someone went and destroyed their brand new bathroom. No. I don't know what people Jeez. is bathroom. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I found out about this after the fact, and being in the band that quote-unquote caused that to happen, <laughs> like, oh, no. what, what can you do? You're not going to pay for it. It's not. I, I didn't go break it, but... You can't help but be like, oh, sorry, I brought this asshole in that like <laughs> threw a cherry bomb in your toilet. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I don't know. I never understood that, just destroying places like that. Yeah, and mm. like you said, like it, it, the the worst part about that is that it creates a shockwave. Like one place, you know, gets shut down because of that, and then every other place refuses to book that mm. that kind of music, and then people don't understand that that's like kind of pigeonhole to a certain subgenre and then they just like now nah, it's anything metal like no no yeah absolutely what uh the western mass scene has a little bit of an advantage because there are so many more people than where i am up in brattleboro mm. uh because there aren't that many people there's not that many bands so you know there's nowhere else for us to go yeah if greenfield gets shut down you guys can probably go to florence if florence God forbid, get shut down because it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you go back up to Greenfield and vice versa. Yeah. Brattleboro gets shut down. We're done. Yeah. And it died for about a decade. Did you ever play Flat Street when they were still doing shows there? Yeah, I book shows club? there. I book shows there. They still, you're still doing. They still do stuff there. Um, there's a girl doing pop punk shows there, but uh, they have yeah. a very strict under eighteen policy. Under eighteen, as in the performers have to be under eighteen, or as in Ooh. as in the people that go have to be under eighteen. <laughs> uh, okay, and it yeah, becomes a little strange, especially if you get people our age going in to perform music to a bunch of fourteen-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, i i played I played in this pop punk band for when I was from the age hydraulic of like sandwich. Yes. Yeah, you know what's up. Yeah, that was my first pop punk band before I was in the metal before I. You know, got into this whole scene. But yeah, we played Flat Street two or three times with like, uh, I think we actually played there with the Skeptics one time. Uh, I think you played with Seven Day Descent. Probably, yeah. I mean, we, we played with Seven Day Descent a couple times. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Blessings of Burdens and those guys. Uh, yeah, we played, we ended up playing, you know, we were like one of the few pop punk bands around in the area, or in the area, especially in Greenfield, but. So we made it, we ended up making our way up to Brattleboro, and we always got stuck with metal bands and yeah, yeah. But there's a surprising shortage of punk bands around here. There, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I want I've more had punk bands. Horrible, more. Hor horrible luck with punk bands. I've tried to book so many punk bands, punk shows, and they either flake on me or they never get back to me or they just have no interest whatsoever. It's so weird. Yeah, and I'm I'm in, like I'm in a punk band right now, but. Mm -hmm. 
it's tough to get things going. Just so if you're in a punk band, get a hold of us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to book more punk stuff. Like like, like I said, that's the like what I what I really grew. Up. I grew up playing pop punk and then gotten into more like melodic hardcore and like skate punk and whatever the hell you want to call it. All that you know mid '90s stuff. Yep. But yeah, and then got into metal way later on. You know, I I didn't even listen to thrash until I joined Lich King. Like the first thrash band I listened to was Municipal Waste. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> good start. And then uh, you know I didn't even know what I didn't know any. I literally knew nothing about metal sub subgenres or anything until like I was done with college. So when did you, you know? join Lich King? I joined Lich King in two thousand nine. That might have been around the time we met because I met. I don't know who was booking shows, but I first saw you guys at the Elevens with Black Pyramid, Vaporizer, and, Vaporizer. Yep. Um, a couple other bands who so, yeah aren't that was anymore. that was well, yeah that was our original lineup before yeah we still had Kevin and Eric in the band at that point oh, I always forget about that yeah I know it's so it's so long ago they were only in the band for a year and you know that but yeah that's how I actually joined Lich King because me and Eric and Kevin we were doing like kind of a weird crossover black and thrash band I don't even know what the how to explain it but. Um, we had a band called Ages Ago, and we we had like you know ten songs, but never found a singer. And then Tom found us all. He's like, "Hey, you're a thrash band from Western Mass. Like, you should join my band because I have fifty thousand MySpace fans and stuff." And we're like, MySpace. "Okay, cool. We'll do that band." So we put our own original stuff to rest. And that was, Lich King, and then, it was a one man band at yeah, that time, right? Lich King, man, yeah, Lich King was a one man project. Tom wrote everything. He had to put put out two albums on his own. Using GarageBand and Easy Drummer for his recordings, and you know he didn't really know what he was doing, but made it made it happen. And uh, you know he was on a bunch of you know thrash metal forums online and promoted the band and got a pretty good following. And then we joined up in 2009 and then started playing actual shows and and then it spiraled out of control, says <laughs> <laughs> the story seems to be. I mean, going back to what I was saying earlier. Um, not knowing many of the local bands at that time, when I first heard Lich King and realized there was a thrash metal band from Western Mass, I lost my shit because <laughs> that was my thing back then. I was a huge thrash metal fan. I actually auditioned for Lich King a couple years you later. You actually did. Uh-huh. Yes. Took me about a you didn't month. make it. No, it <laughs> took me about a month to learn one song and then failed horribly at the audition. But that's pretty much how you and me met, I believe. That is. That's, yeah. I believe that's the first time we met. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, officially. Yeah. Then and then yeah, I did like I re- I remember when you started booking shows, booking booking us for shows. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. So the guy that tried it for Lich King. Yep. Yeah. Well, honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately for you, Rob was one of the guys that tried out. I mean, Rob's sick. So Rob is one of much the much better guitar player. Rob than is me. one of the best guitar players I've ever met. Like that dude's of, of absolute freaking nature. So it was kind of an, it was kind of unfair. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it all worked yeah, out exactly. Yeah, and yeah, then like as we were joking the other day, it's like, yeah, a couple years later, I joined your band. Yep, perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Funny how that works out. So you want to talk about some upcoming shows we got? Yeah, we should mm. probably do that. All right. Let's see here. I think Jan well actually this Friday, the December thirtieth, we have Cobra Kai. Woo-hoo. Featuring members of Anthrax, all the remains, Shadows Fall. Uh, let the let us wow. pray. Who else? There's probably a whole bunch of bands I'm forgetting. Yeah, but they've been in. Everybody of, in that band has been in every every band. A bunch of rock. Acaro, stars. there you go. Acaro, mm-hmm. yeah, Philippe's in them now. Yeah. That's right. Uh, they'll be doing rock and metal covers from the '80s, '90s. They play a ton of shit: Pantera, Journey, Skid Row, Motley Crue, Rat. It's a blast. Dio. A lot. They did some Dio. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. It's a it's a blast. And we got Carnivora opening up that show. Those boys rule. Nice. That's at the thirteenth floor, Friday, December thirtieth. Starts little, around nine o'clock. Little pre New Year's Eve show. Yep. Yep. That should be a blast. And let's see. And then we're taking two weeks off, and we come back to the thirteenth floor with Oxen, Neon Fauna, False Gods from New York, I believe, and Bedroom Rehab. That's also at the 13th floor. January 19th, we have a punk show, pop punk show, whatever you want to call it. Yay. Uh, with Sham Life, Spark Eater, hey. Bri- one of Brian's bands. Yay. 
and the Prozacs, and apparently this is going to be their final show. That makes me so sad. Yeah, they just celebrated 15 years yeah. together, yeah. too. So. I no I remember playing the, the Prozac when I was 13. Like, oh. it was like, like, we played, I think we played the Munson Pavilion with them. Oh, shit. This was before Maddie was even in the band, too. I, that's the, That was the same, played with the Prozacs and met Maddie the same day he met the Prozacs and ended up joining them, like, a year later. No shit. Yeah. So, uh, man, I, I'm going to be so bummed. Yeah. I've, we've been booking and playing with the Prozacs for, you know, a, over a decade now. We've had them at every rock fest and fucking love those guys. I'm yeah. going to Bunch of awesome them. dude. Jade's yeah. awesome. He works his ass off. Yep. So that's a bummer, but I'm glad we could be a part of their final show. And then our last one for January is January 27th, again, the 13th floor with Shred of Salvation, Anger. One Ton Tommy Gun and Graviton. That's going to be a huge show. Woo! Graviton sucks. Ah, John, God, yeah, they're so terrible. <laughs> the drummer is the biggest douchebag <laughs> of all time. couple of bands sucks, on there dude. we haven't uh, booked for a while, so I'm excited to get Shred of Salvation and One Ton Tommy Gun back. Yep. Anger's got a... That's a fucking super group right there. It's got Trey from Western Massacre and oh. River Neva on the vocals. Oh, wait, he's in another band? Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Philippe's in that band, too. Oh, really? Yep. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, they got members from Soul Remnants, Widow Sunday, uh, Manny cool. from Scalpels in that band. Oh, shit. Nice. It's a, it's a crazy lineup. I might have to check that out. It's a crazy lineup. I'm glad we're doing this so I can yes. learn about what the hell's going on. <laughs> As can you. I believe that's their second show, so come on out and check nice. it out. It should be awesome. Cool. What was that? So it was uh, December 30th, January 13th, January 19th, and January 27th. Yep, and you can find all these uh, shows at promoterhead666.com. That just redirects you to our Facebook event section at the, at this moment, but someday we'll get an actual website up there. Yeah. but Actual websites are overrated. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's on Facebook. Yeah. But yeah, um, so that's pretty much what we'll be doing on this podcast is, you know, advertising some shows some bands we got coming up um like i said earlier we hope to get some more in-studio stuff band interviews band performances stuff like that just shooting the shit with people drinking some beers talking music you know yeah you want to wrap it up plug some stuff yeah uh we'll we'll uh yeah i mean I yeah. mean, this, this is the fir- <laughs> say, this is the first one. Aren't we supposed to plug our own bands so we can get that out of the way? Yeah, yeah let's, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, we should probably do that. Brian, me, yeah, I'm in Lich King, and, and. <laughs> Spark Eater, and God Eater. A lot of eaters. I just eat, I just eat everything. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, Lich King. If you don't know Lich King, thrash metal, Spark Eater, hardcore melodic punk, uh, God Eater, progressive metal ish. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you can find them all on Facebook and whatnot, and somebody else go now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, we're going. Which oh, way are we going? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, Graviton, check that out. Uh, Fundamental Violence EP. Um, they rule. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Damn good band. Uh, yeah. So if you like extreme thrash metal, sort of a deal. Don't be fooled by my calm voice. It's very up tempo. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of fun to see live. You guys throw down. Oh, yeah. Thank you. yeah. Great, I saw great. the uh, the video Robo put out the video of you guys live at the Ohm yeah. recently. That was damn good. Uh, thank, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get the uh, the tracks for that. So hopefully can, Sweet. we can oh, do yeah. like a little live thing or something too. Nice. But yeah, we'll be uh, we'll, we're working on an album right now too. Nice. Hoping to come here, obviously, to <laughs> do that maybe in February. So look out for new music coming down the pipe. Nice. Yeah. And I'm in God Eater. Um, we've been working on our album for almost three fucking years now. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be out in the next couple months. Um, we're getting there. We have uh, a couple of guitar tracks to do, and then you got to do drums. I got to record drums, yeah. And we got vocals, so oh. we're, we're getting there, but... Mm, that's exciting. Soon <laughs> we'll be exciting. done, and we'll get some uh, new shows booked, and yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah. My turn? Yeah, your turn. All right, so... Uh, you may know me as the bass player from Thunderforge. Our debut EP, Call of the Conqueror, came out in July, and we're working on a full length now. No idea when that's going to be out. Uh, our next show, I believe, is going to be the Promoter Head five-year anniversary, unless something else yeah. pops up before that. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> That'll be in February. We'll talk about those shows on the next episode. Uh, I also play bass for Maniacal Violator. 
their debut EP will be released digitally sometime within the next few days, actually. Nice. Hell yeah. And then uh, we have a show at the Outer Space in Hamden, Connecticut on December 30th, same night as the Cobra Kai show, unfortunately. Ah. But, <laughs> Bummer. Yeah. My first time at wah, the Outer wah, Space, wah. though. I've been meaning to get down there for a while. So. Yeah, cool. I mean, scout some venues for us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And I play in Jeopardy. I play Thrash out of Brattleboro. Um, people like us a little too much at times. I think it's because we have a female singer. But uh, She's a babe. Yeah, we have fun. Uh, our next show is coming up in... Uh, it's not a promoter head show, unfortunately, but we're playing up in uh, Ludlow, Vermont in the middle of January. At There's a Ludlow the in Vermont? There is. Wow. Uh, that's where Okimo is. Oh. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So the we're playing at the base of the mountain gonna get weird real oh, weird, cool. uh, weird our our first full-length album should with any luck whatsoever be out by march cool nice. yeah lots of stuff to look forward to and uh, i think we talked about earlier on the next show we'll probably talk a little bit more about rpm fest which if you don't know it's going on its fourth year Four years? Fourth year of our Damn four years. Yeah. That's four fucking crazy. and we're oh, all alive God. i know <laughs> no deaths we yet. shouldn't be but no uh, RPM yeah. Fest, if you don't know, is three days of rock, punk, and metal, over 30 bands, camping, vendors, barbecue, games, you name it, we Debockery. got it. Debauchery. Yeah. Debauchery. Debauchery. Deba- well, okay. Debauchery. I've been, I've been drinking. Debauchery. <laughs> <laughs> no hyperbole. It's the best three days you will ever have in your life. Best yeah. weekend of the year every year. A- the, anytime the, yeah. the three letters RPM come up in... My head, I'm just taken back to those three days, and it's just it's magical the whole it's, way through. Every time you hop in your car, just there it is. Yeah, Greenfield. <laughs> yeah, Brian's yeah. face. Look, look down, just like ah, <laughs> oh, warm weather, beer bands, Dash. really uncomfortable porta potties, but oh, it's yeah. all part of the experience. <laughs> That's the uh, last weekend of August, twenty fifth, twenty seventh this year, I think. Yep, twenty fifth, twenty sixth, and twenty seventh. Cool. Greenfield, Brian's backyard. Yep. <laughs> It's a blast. Pretty much been looking forward to it since the last one ended. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. I'm and, already... Uh, yeah. We got, I, we got some cool stuff in the works for this year, but we'll talk about that next time a little bit. Uh, cool. In the meantime, uh, yeah. Uh, if you want to subscribe to this podcast, go to podcast.promoterhead.com. Uh, sorry. Podcast.promoterhead666.com. Um, if you want us to play your music on the show, you can go to submit dot podcast dot promoterhead six 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 dot com and uh, fill out the form and we'll uh, send us your tracks and we'll probably play them on the show at some point. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, what are we going to listen to 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 wrap things up here? Let's do Basilosaurus from Bedroom Rehab Corp. That sounds mm. good. Nice. Sweet. All right. We will see you next episode. Have a good night. <laughs> Later. Over and out.